Hey, and welcome to episode 21 of the Thoughtcast, conversations about animation. I'm your host, Philip Elke, and today I'm joined by Jody Pulaski of Pretty Princess Parties. How's it going, Jody? Great. I'm so excited to talk about this movie today, and I feel like I say that every time. So what I actually want to say as my intro mm-hmm. is, let's get ready to Dumbo! Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That's Amazing. Well, you don't get a better intro than that, folks. Um, yeah, we're here to talk about some Dumbo today. Actually, we're we're talking about the most recent version of Dumbo, uh, the Tim Burton directed live action adaptation of the 1941 Disney animated classic Dumbo. Uh, yeah, it just came out over the past weekend. Um, it's one in a line of. Uh, what shall be a long series of Disney animated remakes. And um, what, what did you think about the movie, Jody? Um, I had pretty high hopes going into it because of the trailers. You know how trailers are. They really capture those super magical moments and give you a super cut of the movie to come. Mm-hmm. So I forced my dad to come with me. I tried to talk my mom to come into with me, but I left feeling pretty meh pretty underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I'm not personally a Tim Burton fan, so maybe I should have like mentally prepared myself for that that style. But the story, the plot, it really just didn't interest me. The characters were fun, the costumes are fun. Uh, but I my overall feeling was just like, mm, nah. Well, I don't know. Have you seen Alice in Wonderland. The I didn't biggest... like those either. Yeah, okay. I watched those as well. It's, I think it's probably, and I'm not sure. I don't know if it's because they make them not musicals, and that's what I love so much about Disney typically, or if it's the overall. What would you call it? Just the the coloring of the movie is such a downer. Even though they have a lot of scenes in both movies, um, Alice and Dumbo, a lot of scenes that are what would you call it? Like really full vibrant scenes, but they have like this tone over the actual clip. I don't know what the word you would say is like, it's like a filter. It's like a Facebook, mm-hmm. not Facebook, a Snapchat filter over the whole movie. And it's kind of like morose. Is that the word? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's like, it's muddy really muddy. Uh, when you're trying to combine so many, you know, computer animated elements with live action. Um, it can just give off an artificial look that just doesn't really allow for the, the colors to be as um, vibrant, you know, as you would get in a movie that's purely, uh, you know, that's purely animated or else shot under natural light um, in in real exterior shots. Um, it's just so hard to mesh up um, live photography with. Uh, a fully rendered CG environment, uh, which is what they did for this movie. Like it's all shot indoors, um, and then every you know aspect of the environment is then you know inserted in post production. I, I guess because they just felt it would be easier to you know realize this hybrid animated live action environment in in a more controlled environment and and yeah like if you're animating a lot of um animals and uh elements that are you know purely you know that aren't photographed on set um things like 
natural lighting and stuff, it, it can be very difficult to make that appear convincing. But so um, I guess it's <laughs> a long way of saying it's not always the best result when you're trying to combine heavy amounts of CG with, uh, with live action. You end up getting something that looks a bit like... I don't know, like a circus. It's a little bit artificial looking. Yeah, <laughs> There's something off good. about it. Um, what did you think of it, though? I mean, what was your overall feeling of the movie? Like when you walked out, did you ever want to see it again? Um, I don't know. I, I would I rewatch it? Yeah, maybe someday, like with my kids or something. Um, I don't have any kids. <laughs> that could be a long ways off. But um, it was worth seeing once. Uh, I liked it better than Alice in Wonderland. It just had more emotionally compelling moments for me. Uh, and, and of course, it did play up a lot of the classic emotional core of the original film, which uh, is impossible to not feel you know, affected by. Like the, the moments between you know, Dumbo and his mother. It's, and uh, a lot of the... Dumbo. <laughs> yeah. Dumbo. Yeah, the there's just a lot of things that were, you know, emotionally effective, but um, kind of cheating at the same time. I don't know. The story was interesting. There was some um, elements to it that that were that I found interesting, but um, it, it wasn't the most riveting of experiences. The whole plot of the original Dumbo in 1941 um, really only composes and is only loosely adapted here, but um, basically the prologue of the film, maybe the first half hour or so, is what could be you know, described as similar to the original Dumbo, where he's learning how to fly. And mm -hmm. the, the bulk of the film... Um, takes place after Dumbo's already become a featured attraction at a circus. And you get, you know, you start off with him at um, the Danny DeVito led uh, Medici Brothers <laughs> Circus and then promoted to a uh, featured performer at this um, theme park, essentially. Uh, this Coney Island esque um, mainstay of uh, New York. Um, Dreamland, um, it's a it's a carnival uh, theme park, sort of like the World's Fair or Disneyland, um, and yeah, the, I mean that all that was pretty interesting and uh, visually, yeah. yeah. I I agree. I I I did like the Dreamland that they created, and I'm somebody who really loves. I mean, themed anything, Disneyland, exactly like mm -hmm. you said. If that was a real park, I would want to visit it. Um, I, you can tell that they put a lot of thought into so many of the details there. And I I was almost like sad to see it burn up, mm -hmm. <laughs> even though it's not even a real place. Oops, uh, spoiler. But like when the whole place gets destroyed, I was like, darn, like that was a really cool park for those people. And now they're, now it's gone forever. And obviously it's a movie, but that was my first thought because I loved, I loved Dreamland. I thought that was a really cool thing. And you, you said earlier, just to like lean into that, this whole movie was filmed indoors. So mm -hmm. even the parts where like they were 
in the field or in yeah. dreamland a lot of that stuff was filmed outside yeah they're setting up the circus um as far as i know that that is i mean they're able to fairly closely replicate exterior shots um on a stage Do they have nowadays. Like a coliseum that they're filming in or, or what is this um it's just yeah very intricate um staging using uh just you know a, a standard uh studio back lot uh stage um I, I don't know the standard dimensions but over 100 feet uh or you know a couple hundred feet mm -hmm. in in one dimension um so yeah the it's uh they, they had room to play but um it did i don't know that that didn't bother me like i only read that after the fact that like, mm -hmm. so, some of the shots out in the field like they did look real but um yeah, that's why I was kind of surprised to hear that. Well, that's that makes honestly it makes it more interesting to me than that they did it all in one space. That's I think that's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, I'm sure there are maybe some location establishing shots that are filmed outdoors. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the train going down the track through the American countryside. Um, Had you watched Dumbo recently? I yeah. hadn't, but I caught a lot of references to the original that I didn't think I even remembered. But as soon as I saw it. I remembered. Do you know what I'm talking about? It really tapped into my childhood memory. Okay. Um, I've seen it, I've, you know, within the past couple of years. Oh, you have? I feel like that was one of the more, like, it was a Disney movie that not, I mean, people love it. And it's kind of that, like, Disney World's, like, main ride, sort of, in, in Magic Kingdom is, like, riding on Dumbo or whatever. But I don't feel like that was, like, the one I watched over and over again the way I might have, like, Lion King or any of the princess movies. But even when the train came, before it even started playing that like background music, I it was like, Casey Jr. coming around the track. Yeah. I, I instantly, as soon as I saw the train, that song started playing in the back of my head. Like I remembered the words and I was like, wow, they really, they really got me. They really hypnotized me with those original movies because it's in my head somewhere forever. Nice. No, I I really dig the Casey Jr. musical theme, and and yeah, I mean it's a definitely in enjoyable, heartwarming, classic animated film. I think Disney, uh, Walt Disney himself, considered it to be his favorite of oh really some of the, yeah of like the first string of of Disney animated um, feature films. Uh, beginning with Snow White and then Pinocchio um, and then Fantasia, Dumbo and Bambi were all um, around the same time, just um, one year after the next. And I think two of those were actually the same year. But yeah, Dumbo is 1941. It might have been the last um, Disney animated uh, feature to be released before production got uh, yeah, it got um, interfered with by World War One or World War Two. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That's pretty. That's pretty cute. It makes me like it more when I think of the history of it that Walt actually worked on that one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think I personally. I think if Walt saw this one, he'd a little bit roll over in his grave. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like it didn't capture the magic, the energy. Even, I mean, even the original one has a little bit of like spook vibes because it's like these 
elephants, you know, they're chained up and the elephants on parade that I remember being terrified of that song. Do you remember the song where all the pink elephants are crashing their cymbals? They did a little touch oh, yeah. in, um, in the live action um, with the bubbles, but <laughs> I didn't feel like it was a kid's movie and I know it's supposed to be kind of for everyone. It's like for the grown up kids, but I just don't know. I didn't, I don't think it was like Disney feel at all. I'm not really sure what compelled them to uh, go with Dumbo at this time. Like when I first heard they were making a Dumbo adaptation, I was very skeptical. I, I guess it says here, uh, one of the writers, Aaron Kruger, uh, gave um, one of the producers, uh, Derek Fry, a script for the film, um, which Derek Fry greenlighted for development. And this was in 2014. It was announced in July on July 8th. On and then on March, in March of 2015, Tim Burton was announced as the director. They filmed this in 2017. Um, I read that they, um, in a nearby stage, oh, they did film in England, uh, oh. as well as I think the, the solo movie, um, the Han Solo, you know, the Han Solo origin <laughs> story because, uh, Tandy Newton, who's in solo, a star Wars story is the mother of the girl in this movie, uh, Millie played by nico parker um, so that might have been a uh, factor in casting the fact that uh the tandy was uh working on a nearby <laughs> production because yeah. um, when i saw the trailers for this movie i thought this little girl looks you know exactly like this other actress just the you know a young child version of her and then later i find out that that is actually the daughter of, of I can't character. think of where I would have seen the mother in anything, but the daughter is stunning. So if I ever saw the mother, I probably was okay. thought she was equally beautiful. That little girl is gorgeous. I feel like they made everyone stay pretty like monotone and mumbly throughout the movie and not energetic. So I'd like to mm. see her in a role where she likes smiles more mm -hmm. <laughs> and has fun, but she's she's beautiful. Mm -hmm. She's in. Uh... Tandy Newton was in Mission Impossible 2 and Crash uh, and, no. and most recently Westworld. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the, the energy of the acting wasn't the most upbeat, certainly. Mm -hmm. And it kind of fit the time period. It was 1919. It was very morose uh, post-war, uh, World War I, uh, leading to the injury and amputation of... <laughs> Uh, Colin Farrell's character's arm, uh, and, and that was that was a striking image at the beginning of the movie. I, I didn't realize that his character uh, was an amputee based on previews. So. I, I had no idea either. And as soon as he, you know, joins them at the beginning of the movie at the circus, I thought the whole plot was going to be stemmed around. Did you ever see Goodbye, Christopher Robin? Uh, yes. Yeah. And the kind of, I feel like one of the themes in there is like bringing America to happiness after a war in a way. And I thought that was going to be the vibe of this one. Like, oh, our circus can like make America smile again because we've just like went through this horrible like war and everybody's experienced loss. So I kind of thought that's the way the plot was going to go. 
when mm. when you came back from the war but obviously i was i was wrong <laughs> well i don't know there were some i don't know were there lighter moments it it didn't feel yeah. depressingly dark but it was uh you know there were happy just, moments yeah um, certainly I'm trying to think of what they <laughs> were. Um, I mean, when Dumbo learns to fly, every mm -hmm. time he flies, you have to smile. And when he is getting his bath, you have to smile. I feel like anything with him being cute were happy moments, but I'm trying to think of a, a plot moment that was happy. Mm -hmm. The end. The end was yeah. happy. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, and we're getting the full spoilers on this. Oh, review, sorry. But no, no, no. Um, I'm... I'm informing the audience that uh, that we are uh you know there's definitely a chance that we'll get into uh some spoilers as as we already did with some of the uh action at the end of the film with the destruction of this uh, elaborate yeah. theme park <laughs> yeah i don't know it, it was cool i like i dug the production design uh, for the most part you know it, it um it didn't bother me too much you know the whole shot on a soundstage feel mm -hmm. and um, you know i i thought it worked better than alice in wonderland i mean technology has um mm -hmm. gone from then and uh, i think they're getting pretty good at but it's just you know you're you're trying to tell a story with all these fantastical elements in a live action format and ultimately you're just going to lose some of the luster that you know you would have in a purely animated film um, and I thought the same thing for Beauty and the Beast um, it, it just it was a little bit clunky um, the way the visuals you know tried attempted to communicate you know the majesty of what the story was trying to convey but um, at least they kept the songs I wish this one would have kept some more of the songs um, yeah I knew that they weren't uh, going into it. And I think that's a mistake. I know that with Mulan, they're also cutting the songs. In the Jungle Book, they didn't, they kept a few, like a mm -hmm. little little melodies like they did in Dunbo. But at least in the Beast and Cinderella, well, actually, I don't know about Cinderella. But Beauty and the Beast, at least they kept the music because that's what, to mm -hmm. me, Disney, how much is the music. Yeah, uh, Cinderella wasn't a musical. This, they kept the Baby Mind song, which, uh, is a wonderful yeah, song. Yeah, but they made it like this acoustic. If you watch the trailer, mm -hmm. they have a much powerful, much more powerful version of Baby Mommy. And I cried when I saw the trailer in theaters. I, it was before Wreck-It Ralph when I saw the trailer. Oh, sorry. Ralph mm -hmm. breaks the internet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> our earlier episode to know my thoughts about that one. But um, I saw that original trailer and I, I like cried. And then so I was looking forward to them doing the song in the movie. And they have like the bearded lady singing it with her ukulele. So I think they should have gone a little further with, with the songs. So I, I guess I'm being negative about this movie. Sorry, maybe I should have uh, more coffee. It's, it's a, no, I mean. I was just disappointed, I mean, a little bit. So. Mm -hmm. it, it is tough to, I don't know, when you have a lot of CG in a live action movie, it just, it doesn't look good. You know what did look good? What did? I'm picking a happy part. The, mm -hmm. the scenes that they did in the, what, what was the name of the beautiful, like, upgraded circus? Dreamland Circus. Mm -hmm. uh, the scenes that they did with uh, the synchronized dancers, that was really cool. The costuming, the aerial work with um, 
when she was going up to Dumbo, you know, those circus mm-hmm. scenes really were beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not trying to like discredit those moments because a lot of things I, I kind of did sort of hold my breath, like, wow, I would love to go to a classy, <laughs> expensive luxury circus like this because they, they did a really great job with those scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there, there was a lot of great circus action and um, yeah, bring to life this 1919 early Americana environment. Um, is always kind of a welcome sight. And uh, yeah, the Tim Burton feel wasn't overly present. Um, like the costume designer, Colleen Atwood, insisted that they not use any uh, black and white striped clothing items in, in the really? wardrobe. Yeah, to, because it was just such a signature Tim Burton um, oh yeah think, uh, i'm trying to think of all the stuff he's done you're right there was lots of vibrant reds and blues that's what i'm like recalling now is he is tim burton working on anything else right now with disney or was this kind of like his thing mm. i suppose you'd have to look that up but this one i mean i i had to check after i watched it to make sure i wasn't delusional it was considered somewhat of a like not a flop but not Mm -hmm. a happy surprise either in the box office so i'm wondering if uh burton is is set to do more live action in the future if this was kind of his one thing Hmm. well his uh he has upcoming uh beetlejuice 2 as a uh that'll be fun that's his thing that's cool that's not Disney, is it? Beetlejuice? No, no. Uh, Beetlejuice 2 is recently announced. Um, and Tim Burton's directing. Um, I haven't seen the original, so I'm not sure who uh, who's the production company behind it. Probably Warner Brothers, uh, because they also... Well, yeah, it's Warner Brothers, because Warner Brothers also did Batman, which was um, Tim Burton's follow-up to Beetlejuice. Uh, also starring Michael Keaton. This movie reunites a lot of Tim Burton actors, such as uh, Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito. Um, not sure if there are any others. Not like Michael Keaton's delivering a very Johnny Depp-esque performance as this VA Vanderveer. He's a mogul. Did you see him in The Founder? It was a very similar um, character, like vibe the founder of yeah. mcdonald's played that that's a yeah that's a good it was a callback. very similar like entrepreneur like kind of skeezy mm-hmm. like get to the top no matter what uh what would you i got vibes <laughs> for lack of exactly right this uh this movie played that character type to the extreme i like him as an actor do you oh yeah he's so good he did that one uh, Oscar-nominated film, Birdman, um, a few years ago. And uh, it, was, it was just really cool seeing the, um, the very meta-textual take on his career, almost, because it, it, it was about an actor who had gotten famous playing a superhero um, in, in the early 90s. You know, yeah. And he's just got a very dark and brooding sensibility about him and you know he's trying to 
establish himself as a true artist, but, um, you know, Zalva is just finding himself pulled back into the world of uh, this, this commercial persona that mm-hmm. he developed. Yeah. Um, this, this movie, um, it, so, so the moments that really affected me were, had to do with, um, with like Dumbo and his mother and, and Dumbo, Dumbo with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. The character, yeah, the Dumbo, titular. Dumbo. <laughs> yeah. I love Jumbo. The, Can you imagine being named Jumbo? Like I know they're elephants and I know they don't care, but Jumbo, I feel like I would name my, not that. I feel like that would hurt her self-esteem. But what 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 were your touching moments again? Sorry. Um, I mean, just <laughs> just anything related to Dumbo in general. Um, but yeah, when his mom um, gets uh, imprisoned, I know. as in the original film, mm-hmm. uh, they touch trunks. Mm-hmm so sweet the the baby mind sequence you know elephants are sorry off topic but elephants are actually very very emotional in real life like they they travel in herds and they take care of their babies for like years and like they can recognize their baby sounds from like really far away like i'm sure there's i mean people have probably been talking about it forever because now elephants are elephants even in the circus anymore i don't think so um no, I mean they're they're still domesticated because um, elephants are not always wild. Uh, there yeah, are... but I don't think there's elephants in the circus anymore in the United States. Elephants in the circus, U.S. Well, I I think there are. Um, oh wait a second! Oh, Birdman won Best Picture. I don't remember this that. Movie? No, uh, the Michael Keaton movie Birdman. It won, uh, it won Best Picture in 2015. Totally forgot about that. Wow, nominated for oh, nominated no. for Best Actor, nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Um, they had all the right elements for this movie. It just wasn't quite right. Was it competing with other really strong movies in the box office that this weekend, or, or is it just? Um, not particularly what else came out nothing yeah like the beach bum oh uh, the Matthew McConaughey movie um so no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was the top film over the weekend uh us was number two captain marvel number three so us yeah i want to see us it's Can so we good contest on that you saw it already i've seen it twice don't tell me anything no one i have no friends I know that. Is this getting cut out? I don't know. Uh, okay, well, if anyone out there is listening and you live in Georgia and you want to go to scary movies, Philip will connect you with my phone number because I really <laughs> want to see it, but I don't want to see it alone. Oh, it, it really wasn't that scary. But, oh, good. I mean, because it, it had a lot of comic relief kind of scattered throughout the... I loved Get Out. It's the same director, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Hey. Maybe all the families who wanted to go to Dumbo ended up going to us with their four-year-old kids. It's not a terrible family movie. There's some graphic violence, but you know, Dumbo is a little bit violent when he's when yeah. he's when he is climbing up the stairs onto the top of the fire and he's about to slip down. I had to close my eyes, and I'm yeah. I'm 27 years old. So that bothered me because I know this is a fantasy. Oh, he, he doesn't so, have a feather. See where he flies. Um, well, 
so yeah in the scene where dumbo first flies at the circus it's the one where he's like on that flaming building and then mm. millie climbs up and gives him uh His feather. a feather yeah so he's able to fly but he's like standing on this platform that's just a maybe a few feet above these torrential flames that are flames, yeah they're like one inch away from his like saggy baggy elephant skin and i think his feet even come off the platform I, that's what i'm remembering in my head and he's kind of scrambling around up there and i'm like the poor little baby with his circus makeup on he doesn't have a chance now these these flames i mean they're issuing from these you know pants the <laughs> the pipes that you know like he should be roasting alive <laughs> being that close to a flame that's basically it, yeah. it's directly underneath him so i don't know there's there's a lot of license taken with physics i mean obviously the fact that there's an elephant that can fly but i'd like that to be more attributed to you know the magic within dumbo the character and not so much to the fact that you know this movie just doesn't understand proper physics anyways i mean the minor gripe Baby, look at that we're all family here no matter how small Yeah, the fact that uh, Michael Keaton's character goes totally, you know, nuts. Bat- <laughs> he goes nuts over that elephant. I mean, sure, that that does happen in real life. People do freak out. Uh, what would you unexpectedly. say? Unexpectedly. Yeah, the, he. But he's like, what is it? He's like seeing the. He can't see the forest for the trees. Like he's focusing on one tiny aspect of his circus while the rest of it literally goes down in flames. It, it sort of foreshadows his character development a little bit with how he he says he was happy when his father died. He's just he got he's got a lot of. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot that when they're about uh-huh. to send Jumbo to the like elephant skinning his father died and that like made him a better person so he decides to send mama jumbo off to the like skinning factory to make boots for his like loser helper and my stomach just dropped and i sometimes i feel like a hypocrite because i'm not a vegetarian i'm not a vegan and i have pets and i i honestly love going to the zoo but that stuff just makes me sick like i again i'm a hypocrite because i i mean i don't know if leather's cars are like made out of animal skins but that was so sad for me and why would you why would you ever like kill someone i mean some i mean in the movie the the elephant's more like a person than an animal because it's like mm-hmm. a mama but why would you ever 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 think that like killing her is the solution to dumbo's like focus issues dumbo's like six months old in this movie he's like 
he just he probably like just wants yeah. to take a nap with his mom and he would do perfectly fine work. Yeah, I it, it's bizarre, but yeah, it is sort of justified by the screenplay. I I mean <laughs> with the whole uh, vegan thing, you know, pets are fine. I mean, pets are domesticated. And and elephants too. Uh, there are many elephants that are domesticated. No, Philip. Are you? No, no. What do you mean? What to do you our mean? listeners, Philip is kind of convincing you the wrong thing. No, Ele- elephants are like horses, though, in some cultures. So how is that any different from horses? All right, listeners. Or camels. We will need you to weigh in because I'm pretty sure that elephants are supposed to be in herds of like 25 or more. And when's the last time you went to a circus with 25 or more elephants? Well, yeah, circuses are different, but in like India, Oops. you know, when they're used as beasts of burden, I mean, that's just that's hmm. how they've been raised. Uh, I'll be every... doing an Instagram poll on the Thodcast: <laughs> Should elephants be pets? And anyone who says no, you're on my side. If you say yes, you're on Phil's. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, sure. I I don't know how accurate like the ending of the film was, which was very touching for me. I I enjoyed. You know the fact that like these animals were being reunited with you know their brethren in the wild but um if there's any uh, like validity to uh elephants being able to be reintroduced back in the wild they probably can be because they're just so intelligent and social animals that i think if they are allowed to reintegrate with a herd it would make sense that they would be able to pick up on uh li- living out in the wild fairly quickly I'm going to have to on this one too, Phil, because remember Shamu or whatever, the whale in Free Willy? Willy. Uh-huh. Willy was his name. They tried to send Willy back after the movie. All these people, this was in the early 90s, were like, bring Willy back to the nature. Bring him back. And then he literally died three days later because he couldn't. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh, wow. Five in the nature. So I do think the movie ending, like while it was sweet, mm-hmm. they should have just let Dumbo stay with his circus family, stay with his mama. I think that would have been an equally touching ending. They give him a little like spa room or something. Yeah, no, you're right. And it it did sort of stink of public service uh, announcement related to animals in captivity. Like it was just sort of beating, beating yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't eat elephant for like two weeks after watching that movie. <laughs> you need a what? I said I didn't eat elephant for three weeks after watching Dumbo. They really got me. <laughs> well, it hasn't been out for that long. Uh, it's a joke. You have something very rare. You have wonder. You have mystique. You have magic. Wow! Come with me. We can soar on that elephant's wings. So the movie wasn't overly, Mm-mm. you know, kitty or sanitized, which I appreciated. Like there was some of the darker thematic moments with the circus worker getting killed, and there was a influenza based on a real life yeah. flu imp- uh, epidemic in 1918, uh, which took the life of the young kid's mother, um, Joe and Millie, by the way, are their names. Um, Holt, Colin Farrell's character, his, his wife, Annie, uh, was a circus performer. And like, he was uh, an equestrian performer from Kentucky. 
and that that was the basis for his character. Question mm-hmm. with Millie, the character Millie. That's the little girl, right? Yep. Do you think they added in the last minute the oh women can be scientists too? Like, do you think that was part of the original hmm. script, or do you think they're like, well, it's like Me Too movement time, and we want to include this? I'm all about Me Too, but do you think mm. that, that was like? added i felt like it didn't mm. fit for me i kind of thought it was like when they went to go look at the uh, exhibits about the future i personally thought mm. it was a weird time mm. what do you think about that um it was a good message uh, it was a little heavy-handed because i i think she seemed a little bit too insistent about not doing show business mm-hmm. uh, and like she could have at least played along, you know, in support of her family, but still had these aspirations of, of you know, being a scientist one day leaving showbiz. I don't know. It is probably wise on her part to not get sucked in to showbiz if she other has other intentions in life and not compromise if you're able to not do so. Um, but, you know, I, she was she was a kind of a flat character I like you said earlier you know she wasn't allowed to express herself very much and that was probably largely intentional um like the moments where she does you know that the kids do kind of have greater moments of expression are related to Dumbo and his triumphs um, but and then that moment at the end where she takes this necklace uh with a key and on throws it. it into the yeah into the I, fire was that set up at all i mean sure she was wearing the necklace throughout the film but <laughs> i think there is a point earlier in the movie um do you philip and i have a mutual friend katie who actually had almost like the exact same key necklace mm-hmm. so i noticed it right away when she was wearing it um because i I grew up seeing a friend who had this like same necklace but mm-hmm. in the movie i think she says that her mom gave her this key because any time in life when there seems like a door is locked, all you need to do is like open it or whatever, something along mm-hmm. those lines. So I think that's kind of like her good luck charm or like her her feather basically. So I do think mm-hmm. they set it up earlier. I, again, I don't know. I think there's lots of little subplots that weren't necessary for this movie, but whatever. Yeah, yeah it seemed unnecessary for her to, you know, destroy the necklace. In but order she was to convince trying to show Dumbo that he didn't need the feather to fly and she doesn't have the key to open the door. He's an animal. He doesn't understand logic. He's so cute. He is yeah. an animal though. In the movie, does in the original movie in 40 the 41, whatever, in the original Dumbo, can he talk? Or is he always he, quiet? He never speaks. But they have that look that talks for him, right? In the original. Timothy. That little mouse? Yeah, Timothy. Uh, yeah, Timothy Q. Mouse. Yeah. Who uh, is, is probably, well, he, he's a much more realistic looking mouse than another famous Disney mouse who came much earlier. So it's kind of interesting how Timothy Q. Mouse in, in the 1941 version, he, he sort of embodies how far Disney animation quality uh, had come since the first uh, Mickey Mouse cartoon in 1928. That's yeah. a span of uh, 13 years. They haven't changed the design for Mickey Mouse so drastically as to uh, make him more like Timothy Mouse. 
And then in this version, of course, that yeah, there are no talking animals. Um, and he's he has a sort of a cameo as this circus mouse in a little miniature costume. I didn't know those were animated. I thought they were real mice, honestly. Um, they might have been. I, I don't know. Um, if, no, I think you're or... right. I think you're right. I just, mm -hmm. I don't know enough of like, going into movies, I feel like I should honestly research them beforehand. I kind of go <laughs> blind. So I just assume that everything's real until you come and tell me that it was all staged in a 100-foot barn. Um, so the guy with the snake was actually holding a snake in some of the shots. There was that one scene where like the snake is wrapping itself around the two of them. Uh, and uh, oh, that was yeah. clearly, <laughs> clearly animated. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, there were definitely some, some real animals. The monkey um, was real uh, in, they in wouldn't most scenes. Real <laughs> I, that wasn't real, but, um, but the monkey itself you know, was real and in some of the scenes i'm i'm pretty sure thinking back on it i i don't think i was watching it really de deliberately discerning what was real and what was fake um because i there was just so much um that was you know there, there was so much added in um to make for this just vibrant fantasy world it didn't feel over It wasn't like Alice in Wonderland where everything was just overwhelming. Um, Exaggerated. Yeah. Um, sensory overload. I didn't see that one in theaters. And I didn't see Dumbo in 3D. I, I should have asked right away. Did you see it just? I, I did. Yeah, I saw it in 3D. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. Did you feel like... I didn't feel like I was missing anything by not watching it in 3D. Do you feel like you... Mm -hmm anything by seeing it in 3d um i i like 3d generally uh i just i like having a higher depth of field the animated elements look good in 3d um, and, and it does sort of disguise some of the seams between you know what is live action and what is animated mm -hmm. when we talk about captain marvel i didn't mention it at all um, Samuel L. Jackson and how he had been digitally de-aged to look like he did back in 1996. Are you serious? I want someone to de-age me. So wait, <laughs> they can go back onto the film and like what? Wrinkle, like remove wrinkles or something? Yeah. Sign me up. They can do stuff like that. They can also just um, entirely replace the actor's face with a computer oh. model. God. Know what we need to do? Our next podcast is going to be how movies trick us into feeling bad about ourselves by making actors never age and other tricks. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. You should have said that in our podcast. We it's, would have got like 50,000 likes. It's not uh, used that often because it's expensive to do. It's just um, worth it. Yeah. I, and it was convincing for me. Like, I didn't notice at all in Captain yeah. Marvel. Um, Again, I wouldn't have known any of this if you mm -hmm. hadn't told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so technology's come a very long way. I, I like that Dreamland attraction where it showed like the future uh family <laughs> and the robot. That was kind of cool. Oh yeah. It reminded me of uh I, I can't remember you've been to Disney World, right? Mm-hmm. 
the uh, carousel of progress. Oh, that's it right. Really, I feel like they 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 took from that ride because carousel of progress. I think Walt Disney was alive when they made that. Um, it was like one of the world fair ones. Mm -hmm. uh, I I think that was sort of what they were uh, hinting at. There are lots of things that they hint at in that movie, and I I like that. I feel like it wasn't a lazy movie or anything. So. Mm -hmm. uh, they took time to look at details. It just it just didn't quite work for me, but we've established that. And and overall, it's still, I mean, the things that they do with movies, it's still a masterpiece. The time and work they pour into it, it's pretty amazing. Our expectations just got higher and higher, I think. <laughs> yeah, I almost feel a little bit uh, fatigued when I hear about these live action adaptations of, of these Disney films. Uh, I like the fact that this one was a significant departure from the original story. Um, You're not going to like Lion King. No, <laughs> but that's okay. I, I don't know. Maybe they'll do something interesting with it and still manage to convey an interesting story. No. Uh, I mean, the original Lion King story itself, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily the most... Um, Careful with brown. the words. We're going to lose, We're gonna lose no, so no. followers. <laughs> the most groundbreaking story but it's very well told so isn't it hamlet yes everyone's gonna sit out of our podcast and be like who is this guy who doesn't like the lion king we've no, been taking, I, you've been listening to a guy who that doesn't like the lion king it's a great I'm movie all. but my pre, <laughs> my appreciation for the lion king largely stems from the technical qualities and you know they had real lines in the studio when they were drawing out those those, those lines in the 90s. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Remember at the end of VHS tapes, they would kind of do some behind the scenes crap to like show you, oh, this is like Paige O'Hara singing as Belle behind the scenes. They should do that at the end of these live actions too. I feel like people want a little taste of the construction process. Would you call it a construction process? You're in the yeah. show. But, um, yeah. It's yeah. Fun. Mm -hmm. They usually don't do that after uh you know theater screenings just because they need to get on to the next show but um i'd, I'd stay for that yep because you're a super fan actually for our ending note we should say what animated movie any animated movie we want to see made into a live action disney or non-disney yeah i actually have my answer for this whoa hang on Okay. Go. I I would actually be interested, and this is my favorite 2D animated Disney film of all time, uh, and that is The Hunchback of Notre Dame. <gasps> yes, they did an off Broadway uh, musical of it, mm -hmm. uh, which I personally liked, but like the audiences didn't. I saw it like illegally leaked online. That's a super oh, good. Yeah. You know what I think too? Did you ever see Prince of Egypt? I think it's DreamWorks. Mm -hmm. That would be good. I love the music from Prince of Egypt. I don't know which one I'd pick. That's not what I'm picking. I can't choose because I love all animated movies, but I love your choice. No, I, I like the idea. I mean, we've had several tellings of the Ten Commandments Exodus story in film, but. Oh. Well, one that has. It's the music. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That'd be very interesting. Beautiful. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll get our wish 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening to our discussion and review of Dumbo from 2019. Uh, and uh, stay tuned to the Thoughtcast for more conversations about animation in the future. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I was wondering if you could say, have a magical day, everyone. No, I'm going to say, let's get ready to dumbo. <laughs> Cut and print. Cut and print. <laughs>